it was a little startling because it happened so suddenly, although some of these individuals did have a final order of deportation. Um, I don't think they knew when that day was going to be. So it was a little bit sudden and it caught them off guard. Uh, I don't think that they called them in and said, uh, report to this location. It was knock, knock on your door. You're getting ready on a Sunday morning for whatever you have to do, go to church or family event, and you're coming with us. Um, so we were all in the community, including myself, taken aback as to uh, not having any notice and, and happen, this happening so sudden and almost a shock. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think would be the result if these deportations, if they are carried out? Are you concerned like many of these uh, families are that this would be a, quote, death sentence for some of these people? Well, let's take a look at it like this, Jake. You have the Chaldean Catholic Christian community here. They fled Iraq for religious persecution, political persecution, persecution of all kinds from government, from terrorist organizations. They come and seek refuge or seek uh, a place to be safe here in the United States and specifically the metro Detroit area. And then they translate that into the American dream by taking an opportunity to uh, have a family, have business, be successful. Now, granted, some of these individuals that they have detained, or, or most of them, have felonies, true. But just recently, Congress had a resolution of some sort that said, in Iraq, there's a genocide against Christians. Mm. This just happened, I think, the end of 2016 or around that time. So what are we saying? We're saying, okay, these individuals, yes, they have a final order of removal to be deported, and we are going to send them as Christians to a place where there's a genocide against Christians. Mm. That's, to me the biggest objection. Sure. Because it's not like sending somebody from, um, you know, pick a country, uh, um, London, Mm. somebody from England. Well, they they are deported, and we send them back to London. There's nothing going on there. It's a safe place, although recently with the the terrorist attacks, that could be argued, but, uh, or or pick any other country, Mm. you know, Germany or wherever. This is saying we're going to send these Christians... Yes, they are deportable, agreed, to a place where they were, there's a genocide against them and they'll be killed or persecuted or tortured or raped or uh, held for ransom and then killed. And I think that that's the, the major objection is that there's no safe place to send these individuals, at least right now, unless it's to a different country. You, you supported Donald Trump for president. Yes, I did. And it, does this in any way change your thoughts about the administration or how it's been operating? Because uh, this is a result of the, the deal that was made with Iraq in some ways to accept uh, deportees from the United States. Well, it, you're right. It, uh, it is because of the deal that they made with the Iraqi president, al-Abadi, who is, who is Muslim. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a very small population of Christians in Iraq, and in order to get his name off of the the travel list, the travel ban, mm-hmm. to get Iraq off, he made a deal to accept deportees. Now, I don't know the grand number of deportees that would be going there, and maybe it's extensive, and it's, and it's a diverse group, Sunni Muslims and Shiite Muslims, and at least some Christians. But at the end of the day, is there security for these individuals? Mm -hmm. And if we just, a matter of months ago, said there's a genocide against Christians in Iraq, 
does the president, the Muslim president of Iraq, come and say, well, we're going to keep all these people safe and we're going to ensure their safety? So I don't think that that translates equally. And I'm mm-hmm. not 100% sure. I haven't had conversations with uh, President Trump, but I don't know if he knows that dynamic initially. His rhetoric during the election was uh, uh, protecting against genocide, protecting against uh, ISIS directly attacking Christians and religious minorities. So that's really the the objective is to say, wait a minute, let's take a step back. Mm. Yes, we're a country of laws, and laws should be enforced. Criminal laws, civil laws, immigration laws, they should all be enforced. But at to the end where the there's a United Nations Convention Against Torture, where you say you can't just drop people in a zone and then they'll be subject to persecution and torture and, and killing, then we have to take a look at that as well. Mm. Because there is that agreement by our country with others to say that we are not about that. Mm. Yes, we want to enforce laws, and maybe it's just a moratorium. Maybe it's a moratorium on deportation until the country is stabilized. But right now we hear all the time about bombings in Baghdad and ISIS kidnapping people, holding them for ransom, uh, executing them and chopping off their heads, and, and all these types of sick, heinous actions. And when our Congress just said that there's a genocide of Christians and religious minorities in that country, how do we say we're going to send the religious minorities over there? Mm. You, you mentioned the president's rhetoric. I mean, and, and it is true that he talked, he spoke out against genocide, but he also, you know, the, a lot of uh, what he had to say for multiple groups across the board was when it comes to immigration laws, we are going to be much tougher on enforcing immigration laws. We are going to, in many ways, de- deport more people. It seems like this fits into a lot of the things that the president had been saying all along. Uh, how do you square that? It does fit in with that. And we are a country of laws, and if we can't enforce these laws, then they're meaningless mm. I, across the board. So, uh, you know, I, I don't dispute that. However, there is also a law of sorts with the United Nations Hague Convention, this convention against torture, with, in effect, is a type of law, or at least an agreement. And I think that that should be enforced as well. Mm. So these individuals... Uh, you can people people have requested that in the in the community to take a look at each of these individually. You know, somebody committed a crime in 1990, went to prison for a year, comes out, gets married, has children, becomes a successful business owner, and year after year checks in with immigration custom enforcement, telling them where he works and where he lives. And now, 20 years later, because of a deal, he has to be. Uh, he's subject to deportation and removal from the country. Let's take another example, and this is a hypothetical, but how about the person who just committed the same crime just a couple years ago? Uh, should they be treated equally? Maybe they should. Mm-hmm. They both would be subject to deportation. One has just been here longer, so he's been able to to establish himself. And there's a humanitarian aspect of that. There's a sympathetic aspect that says... There are children, a wife, a community members that have known this individual. This individual is going to go to a country where he cannot speak the language, cannot read uh, the language. So what it, what will ultimately happen? And there is that aspect. It's more of a um, equities type of argument mm-hmm. and a humanitarian and a, a sympathetic kind of perspective. But... 
you know, the president did say he will be enforcing laws. However, like I said, we do have a convention against torture through the United Nations that all of the countries have agreed to, or the countries that are a part of it, that say we will not subject people that we're, we're deporting and removing from our country to further persecution and death. We've talked a lot about what would happen to these individuals if they're deported, but what about the community here in, in southeast Michigan, uh, the Chaldean community? It's one of the largest in the country. What, what, are, you, what are the ripple effects right here at home uh, if these deportations are carried out, in your opinion? Well, number one, uh, many of the community members supported the president. Those mm-hmm. that, that are voters voted for Trump in, in large numbers. Matter of fact, I think that there were over ten or 11,000 new voters, brand new, from the Chaldean community. That, And that's the margin that uh, the president won by in right. the state of Michigan. <laughs> so take a look at that perspective and dynamic. But they were, they're, they're currently offended uh, because President Trump did say, I'm going to protect Christians and religious minorities. And this is... Uh, kind of a, a slight to that. However, there's even more than that because each of these individuals that have been here for many, many years have built relationships, business partnerships. Why They have husbands, wives, children, children of all ages. Some have 20-year-old children that after they committed their crime, then they subsequently got married and had children that are 20 years old, all the way down to just a couple years old. So we're it's it's going to be devastating because essentially you're creating a widow of sorts and you're creating fatherless children of sorts because there's that you're subject to death in that country if if this individual were to go there or at best uh is persecuted and 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 doesn't have have a real decent humanity there this uh gets tricky immigration gets tricky our laws get tricky and and um uh, when you throw in religion, it gets even trickier and foreign affairs. But we have to take a look at it from, from a perspective of what are our laws and will we subject people to further torture and persecution and death? And that's the part that across political ideologies, there is no difference. Because I think as Americans, we say, yes, we have laws, we'd like to enforce them. But we won't take it to the next level of throwing people to their death. And that's why I appreciate the values of our country as a whole, because those don't have political boundaries. We believe in life and liberty and pursuit of happiness, and we're not trying to take that away from somebody by sending them to another country, subjecting them to death. So I appreciate all the community support, all, all the support from, from bipartisan groups. I had a letter to the president signed by... Uh, almost every Republican and almost every Democrat in the House that was able to see the letter and sign on. So I appreciate my colleagues and the community support.